Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Yes, we're back and we're very excited because we have an absolute international superstar on the phone, Gem. Very excited to introduce him in. It's Carl Hooper. Carl Hooper, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, mate. So good to speak to you. And obviously, it's been a huge couple of days. How are the celebrations going? And how are you going to, to turn around from that test match series, incredible test at the Gabba, into, into ODI when you're still so excited about what's just happened? Well, you've quickly got a... I suppose the celebration time now will be over. We had a couple of days to enjoy ourselves. Um, we've actually got almost a new group of players here. Some from the from the red ball are going to stay on and play white ball, but the majority, obviously, from the red ball will go home. So totally different energy, totally different format. We now we now um, actually the airport just having left the hotel, um, sort of on our way down to Melbourne to start on Friday. Absolutely, and uh, you've. Obviously, the, we we all saw the clips on online um, and on the on the television with with yourself and and Brian Lara. Um, so emotional after that after that win, but it must you must have been it must have been an incredibly proud moment for you to watch the the young West Indies side uh, beat an Australian side that most people are saying are unbeatable at home. Uh, what a, what a moment! And how does it rate compared to some of the other moments that you've been a part of in West Indies cricket? It, I'll put it in the top. I'll put it in the top three in my experience. Um, and this is after playing for some 18 years for West Indies. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the difference was, I suppose, is whenever we come to these shores or if we, um, you know, travel abroad and play against other tournaments or the teams, you, you, you know it's a 50-50. Because, you know, back then we had a lot of great cricketers. I mean, you know, you just mentioned people like Lara and Ambrose and Walsh and, and yourself? Yeah. Back, yeah, you know. No, I'm not in that category. But <laughs> whatever I need to do. But, but you always know it's a 50-50 because you can match up with the opposition on any given day. Um, I, why this victory is so, I suppose, so sweet is that you look at this side and it's not a young side, but it's a very, very inexperienced side. And after being beaten in Adelaide, you know, two and a quarter days, you know, your, your heart tells you that, yes, yes, we can bounce back and do better. But your head tells you no chance, right? And to see these guys, um, you know, to, to do to do what they did in Brisbane in three and a half days against this very good Australian side, if not great Australian side, is, I mean, you have to be there. And I suppose the one disappointing thing is that on the third and fourth day, which probably was the you know the best days of the Test match, the probably was sparse, you know, and and the manner in which it was done. I mean, you had a bloke coming off the, the bench, sort of, with a, with a busted toe and charging in from, from, from my end, um, the end that I was sitting in the booth with ABC radio, um, charging in non-stop for some 11, 12 overs and picking up 7 to 68. I mean, that's, that's, that's stuff only the cricketing gods could, could sign off on, you know? Um, you couldn't have written a better script. Um, final wicket, Castling, you know, Hazelwood, and then running all the way down to the boundaries. You've got nine West Indians and 
So 10 West Indians, nine black guys and one white guy sprinting after him trying to catch him. I mean, that was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was pretty, pretty amazing scenes to, as an Aussie to watch that for the West Indians as well. And were you surprised with how well the both the Joseph boys went, especially Shamar? Um, I didn't know, I'll be honest with you, uh, I didn't know a lot about Shamar. Shamar was from Guyana, but... Um, the first time I saw him was last year when we were, when we had a we had a I think it was a T20 game against India in Guyana and he came and he actually bowled in the net. So I didn't see what I saw a few days ago, um, so I don't really know a lot about him. Um, I saw him in Adelaide and you think, okay, yes, you know, beginners luck, you got a five-year bowl well, but can you repeat? You know, I don't like to judge cricketers after just uh, one Test match or even one summer. You've got to be able to back it up, but. but I mean, that, that what he just did was phenomenal. I didn't expect that. Um, of course, the other Joseph, I know Alzari is a phenomenal bowler, uh, a young bowler too, because Alzari is still somewhere, you know, 25, 26. At the oldest, 27. Um, but uh, I was sort of looking for Alzari Joseph to, to sort of lead the way, but now the other Joseph stepped up, which was great. Absolutely. And you've got... Uh... Not only that, we've I suppose we've we've heard all about the you know Shamar Joseph, and we heard all about and Alzari played a great role as well up in Brisbane. But you had some incredible fight from Kevin Hodge, Josh De Silva, Kevin Sinclair, and Alzari with the bat as well. Um, when you're in, in an incredibly tough position after winning the toss and, and electing to bat first, um, that must have been pretty inspiring for the rest of the team from that position to have such an, an immense fight back. Uh, it must have given them so much pride and so much confidence going into days two, three, and four. Well, yes. I mean, at lunch on the first day, I think they were 65 for five. And, um, you know, in the commentary booth, we were talking, oh, is this going to be another 120, 130 Australia, you know, score, and then Australia bat, big lead, and then bowl them out again. And we were out of here early in the third day. That wasn't the case. I mean, they rallied up to 311. Um, you know, they, they keep but the silver played. He played well. Um, at the silver, you had young Kevin Sinclair on table. You know, 50-odd. You have young Kevin Hodge again. You know, really, really stubborn and gritty. Knock, I think he made uh, 70 or 69 or something like that. And to put together a competitive score of 311 was a, was a fantastic effort, you know. And then they backed it up by... Australian all sorts of trouble at 24 for four. And then again, we saw, you know, Kerry Conker attacking and, and doing his stuff, you know. And the game was it, the game actually came down to a second innings game. Yeah, it was, a, it was such a close game the whole way through and, and an exciting game right from the start. And, you know, Carl, you played over 300 games between test matches and ODI cricket for the West Indies. Have you ever seen a better celebration than Kevin Sinclair's backflip? Uh, when he was uh, <laughs> when he took his first wicket, yeah, man. Look, I've, I've, I know about that backflip because I've seen it before, and I keep saying to him, I said, "Man, when are you going to show these people to celebrate? You know, the backflip." <laughs> but I reckon I think playing at a gather and a little bit, you know, because um, I normally speak to him in the evening time. He also give me a call and said, "Oops, what do you think about this? How did I look?" And I would say, "Kevin, were you nervous?" And this, you know, we talk, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and I said, man, you've got to give us a backflip. But I thought when he had when he made the 50, I would have seen the backflip, even though he had pads on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that would no, raise the difficulty. But No, he can't do it. He can't do it. You know, he's a fit lad, man. He's so fit. Yeah. And then I didn't see it, you know. And then I finally showed you a little bit that, uh, with the 
uh, when he got when he got carry out in the first thing, he gave us a clip, you know. But I said, man, you've got to be yourself, relax, and enjoy it. You know, somebody must have told him, Kevin, you can't do it at this level or something, and all <laughs> the cameras on you and so on. But he's a man; he's a cracker. I love him so much. He's a cracker. Yeah, absolutely. They love to the showcase their their skills, and I guess leading into that, how do we keep these young players playing Test cricket for the West Indies? Obviously, you got the T Twenty franchises going around now, and that's been a big talk for a while. But how do we keep these young guys playing Test cricket for the West Indies? Well, that's the that's the tricky one. Um, you know, we've got now young Joseph bursting on the scene overnight superstar. Um, you've got franchise franchises around the world that probably just want to have him in the squad just for the sake of having him. Um, but it's important, I think, for the board now to act and try and make sure that um, this group of players, and uh, even though, like I said before, they're not young, sort of late 20s, but they've certainly got at least another six, eight, eight years of, of at, at, at the minimum, of test cricket in them. You try and keep them and see if we can build something um, that is that is lasting um, so that when we do come on future tours, uh, tours to Australia, you can see, you know, Kevin Hodge is still there, Mackenzie is still there, Adelaide is still there, rather than just seeing a lot, you know, a, a whole new different team with a lot of youngsters unknown to the Australian public. So that's, that'll be a challenge for the board and, you know, I don't envy them being in that position. Absolutely. Well, mate, you've... Uh... There's a lot of exciting times ahead, and I think with someone like yourself with so much passion and love for West Indies cricket, uh, they are in a very good position to be able to hold on to these players at, at test match level. And I just had a, a one quick question just before we let you go as well, uh, Carl. You know, you're on tour with the West Indies team, um, you know, needing to sort out your, your, dinner, your dinner options for the evening. Do you, I heard a little rumour that uh, you, don't, you love ordering Uber Eats, but you don't actually know how to use the app, so you... How do, how do you get Uber Eats to your hotel room? How does that, how does that get out? <laughs> probably, I think Tim Payne probably has been whispering, eh? <laughs> no, this, year, this, year, this year I was rooming with Tim. When I say rooming with Tim Payne, you know, you've got these two bed, two bed apartments and you normally use them during the big bash. I don't know. I, I'm just, it's not as I can't use the app, but, you know, I just prefer to give my wife some work to do. I mean, we've, just arrived, we've just arrived here. This is the address. And I think she takes pleasure in, in ordering. You know, we've got two kids, but she likes to think sometimes. You know what it is. Yeah, well, I guess it comes out of her card, her credit card no, as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, well so done. She says, okay, what do you want? You know, and she will order for me. Yeah. Oh, that's outstanding, Carl. Love that story. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you, you're about to jump on a flight down to Melbourne. Good luck for the White Ball series. Uh, and we'd love to have you back on to talk some more about your career because that deserves some time in the sun as well. So uh, have a great flight, safe travels and all the best for the, for the ODI and T20 right. series. Thanks. Thanks. You have a great day, mate. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. That was Carl Hooper. What a sensational chat that was. And just hearing him, how much he loves West Indies cricket. Um, he's so passionate. Does some work at the Strikers as, a, as an assistant coach. So you would see him around the traps as well, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting to have someone like him in and around, especially Saka, but for him to then come back and, I guess, repay the West Indies and help them out as well. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty special and nice to have, yeah, former players coming back and helping the younger players come through. 
That's, it's been it's been fantastic having him on the show. So uh, very cool. So we have that's that's all we've got time for today. It's been a cracking show. So uh, you've made your debut with a report card. We've had an international superstar, Carl Hooper. We've heard all about what's happening in Premier Cricket. It's been a great one. So if you have missed on missed out on any of the show today, make sure you search the Saka Cricket Show wherever you find your podcast. You'll be able to listen to the whole thing. And uh, I can't wait for next week's show. There'll be plenty happening. Gemma, you'll be back in the seat yep. for another report card as well. So uh, I've got to start planning my content. See what I can see what I can throw at you next week. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. Good luck for your hundredth game in the WNCL. Hopefully the the girls get up and, and get the job done for you. But thank you listeners. I hope you've enjoyed the show today and we'll uh, we'll be back with you next week.